Let's turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Matthew. We'll be in Matthew chapter number 2. Matthew chapter number 2. And what wonderful reminders we've already had this morning of who Jesus is and why he uh, came to this world. And certainly, I hope this morning that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. Um, it's, it's one thing to know about him. It's another thing to know him and to know him personally and know uh, that uh, he is your personal Savior. And I'm thankful Jesus came, aren't you? Uh, more than the, I don't mind gifts, but more than the gifts and all the festivities, uh, knowing the reason that he came. And I trust that we will look for him to come that second time, uh, as those in the day that Christ was born was told to look for him the first time. Because how many of you believe he came the first time? He's coming the second time as well, and we look for his coming. Matthew chapter number 2, I'm going to let you stand and stretch. If you're able to stand just for a moment, and we'll read uh, Matthew chapter number 2. We're going to read verse 1. Uh, we'll read down to verse number 12. If you'll follow along as I read uh, Matthew chapter number 2, and beginning with verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Ju Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Certainly we are familiar, I would believe, with the story of the wise men who come to visit the Christ child, Jesus. And this morning, I want to bring just a very simple message this morning to remind us of a few things about these wise men. So this morning, I want to focus on the wise men. Father, I pray that uh, you would use the time as we look into your word. Uh, Father, what a wonderful time for friends and family to be together. We thank you for... Uh, loving this world, loving us enough that you would send your son. And Father, we're thankful for his sacrifice on Calvary and through his resurrection that we can know uh, that our sins have been forgiven. We can know uh, that we have an eternal home in heaven. Father, I pray that there's someone this morning who's in the service, uh, maybe someone listening by radio, watching by live stream, who has never put their faith and their faith alone in Christ Jesus. May today be their day of salvation. What a wonderful thought that one might be redeemed on Christmas Day. And Father, those of us who've already made that decision to put our faith in Christ, may we be reminded once again, as we've already been reminded this morning, of who Christ is, and be, be, be reminded through these wise men of the importance of our actions. We ask this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. You may be seated. We see in verse number 1 of Matthew chapter number 2, now when Jesus was born. We find Matthew chapter number 2, when Jesus was born, there's some things that have already taken place and I'll very quickly review. We know that the angel had already come to Zacharias and told that priest that his wife, who had been barren, was going to have a child. We know that she did conceive and have a child, John, John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of Christ. By now, when Jesus was born, the angel had already come to Mary and come to Mary and told her that she was highly favored by God and that she would be have a child who was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And this would be the Christ child. This would be the fulfillment of all of the prophecies of the Messiah coming. Now, when Christ Jesus was born, that had already taken place. In the previous chapter, we find the angel coming to Joseph and, and told Joseph and confirmed to Joseph that Mary had been, the child that Mary carried had been conceived of the Holy Ghost of God. And the angel told Joseph, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. That had already taken place. They got to Bethlehem. We know the story. We know the songs have been written about it. There was no room in the end. And the time came for Christ to be born. He was born in a, in a barn. He was born amongst uh, those who uh, were, would stay in a barn. He was born and laid in that manger. All of that had taken place. We know that after Christ was born, there were some shepherds uh, just out watching their sheep, minding their own business, that an angel appeared and declared unto them that a Savior had been born. And in an instant, the sky opened up, and a choir and a multitude of angels began to sing and to praise God for the fact that a Savior had been born. Let me just say right there, uh, there shouldn't the angels who Jesus didn't die for, shouldn't praise God more than you and I, who Christ did die for. We ought to give more praise to our Savior than the created beings, those angels. All of that had taken place. These wise men, these educated men, these scholars, uh, were not present for any of these things that had already taken place. After Christ had been born, we find in, in verse number 1 that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now these wise men, after Christ had been born, they uh, come on the scene, they come into the picture because they had a desire to see Christ. And so I want you and I to follow some things about these wise men. And I think these are things that we can determine to be true in our own life. Or maybe we can compare uh, what we are doing with uh, the fact that Christ has been born and came into this earth with what they did. Because let's be honest, we know that Christ came and was born of a virgin. Uh, we know that he was uh, born and laid in a manger. We haven't seen any of those things. But what we do after that fact determ determines a lot. It determines our eternity. 
It determines our life. It determines one day we stand before our God. It determines the joy we have. It determines what other people see in us. It determines what other people uh, see in us that point them to Christ. And so I believe these are some things that will help us. I'll just mention four uh, things that I noticed here very, very quickly this morning. Number one, these were men of decision. In verse number two, saying... Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. These men were men of decision. When they saw the star, they decided, we are going to go find him. We're going to go see him. We are going to go worship him. They didn't just uh, one day on a whim, uh, some of the Holy Ghost come by and pick them up and put them on camels and point them to where the star was. No, they made a decision to worship Christ. They made a decision to go to him. Now, the birth had already taken place. Emmanuel, God with us, had already come. They had to decide what they were going to do with that information. We sit here with a few days left in 2022. Uh, you, Everybody in here has had to decide up to this point. You may have to decide today what you're going to do with the information that we have that Jesus came and was born of a virgin, God with us, the fulfillment of the prophets. These men made a decision. A decision was made to worship the Christ child. Let me just mention here too a couple of things when I notice about their worship. They brought him gifts. There's, that word worship's thrown around so much today. They brought him gifts. They, we find in verse number 11 that they knelt before him their submission. They placed their self below Christ. The humility of offering their life to Christ. That was their worship. It was a decision that had been made. They took a long journey, a long journey with many obstacles to worship Christ. It's great to see you in church today, but you had to decide to be here. Or you had to decide that you're going to let whoever drug you here, drag you here. But one way or the other, you made a decision to get here. Uh, If you are going to worship the Savior, that's a decision you have to make. Your spouse can't make it for you. Children, your parents can't make it for you. Parents, your children can't make that decision for you. Your pastor can't make the decision for you. It's not my decision to make for you. It's your decision. These were men of decision. Uh, They had decided uh, that they were going to worship him. Now, let me say, you and I do not worship our Lord until we decide to. Well, I just don't feel like it. You're never going to feel like it. This, this old flesh that we have, it's its nature not to feel like it. But when you make a decision, you, you decide that you are going to serve the Lord. Well, it's so far to come to church. We didn't come from the far east. Most of you didn't even come from the east side of Jacksonville. But you, you, you're here. You're where you need to be. Hey, let's make the decision that we are going to worship the Son of God. It's a decision that you and I must make individually. We must make that decision. Now, I remind you uh, that we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We celebrate the fact that God loved us enough to send His Son. But are you going to decide to worship Him? Are you going to decide what you're going to do with that information? So we see, number one, there are men of decision. Number two, I find that these are men of determination. 
Read with me verses 7 through 9. Follow him again. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. The fact that these wise men had made the long journey, uh, Herod heard about the coming king and was trying to find him so that he could kill him. We find the end of this story when the wise men do not go back and report that he just had all of the, the young boys killed. Not everybody was excited about Christ being born. There were some who tried to get in the way of what these wise men went to do. Put them on an errand for Herod. I notice in verse number 8, and I'm reminded of the times these men lived in, go and search diligently for, diligently for the young child. They couldn't Google the address of Mary. They, they could not follow the journey on Facebook to see where the Christ child was. They had to go and search diligently until they found him. Once they decided, we're going to go and worship the Son of God, they determined that that is what they were going to do, no matter how difficult it was. I'm afraid, and I'm, and I'm burdened today because we live in a Christian nation with Christian people who celebrate the birth of Christ, and we get, we get a little upset, don't we, when somebody says, Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. But yet when somebody puts the smallest obstacle in our pathway to worship the Son of God, we let that stop us. We let that discourage us. We let that get in the way of us serving our God. Friend, I'm here to remind you this morning, it was not convenient for these wise men to go and worship the Lord. It is not always going to be convenient for you and I. There might be some morning, even in Florida, you have to get up when it's 30 degrees outside and get yourself to church. Get my winter outfit, hon. You mean the long sleeve? Yeah, that one. That's the only one I got. You may have to get cold. You may have to overcome some obstacles. Nobody in here lives a perfect life. Truth of the matter is, no matter how easy you think somebody else's life is, it's not easy. Everybody in here has difficulties. Everybody in here has had disappointments. Everybody in here has things that if we let them get in our way, they would keep us from worshiping our Savior. These were men who decided. Friend, once you decide, you're going to have to determine. It's not always easy uh, to keep those priorities. Then I notice number three. These were men of dedication. Notice in verse number 11, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing that they decided that they were going to take this journey from the far east and make this long journey to see the Savior. They couldn't book an airline ticket. They couldn't take a train. They couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't unplug their Tesla, get in the car and, and drive across. No, they had to make a long, arduous journey and find the Son of God. They decided they were going to do it. They determined, once they decided, that this is what they were going to do. These were men of dedication. They came all the way. They saw that star, which identified where Christ was. 
They, they went to where, his, where he was, and notice verse number 11, they, their, their reaction when they saw him. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Notice they came bearing gifts. They did not come empty-handed. Maybe when you consider this this morning, you... And thinking, oh, I knew it was about time a Baptist preacher gets around to the offering. I'm not talking about the offering. Although if we, we, can, we can pass the plates again if you'd like. But no, we came bearing gifts. It showed their dedication. There was an investment made. There was a sacrifice that took place. Aren't you thankful that Christ sacrificed himself? So you and I can have forgiveness of our sins? Well, if you're carrying a sin burden today, you can lay that down, but only through Christ, through his sacrifice. But these were men of dedication that when they found him, they worshiped him, but then they gave him gifts. Friend, the greatest gift that you and I could ever give God is ourself, our life. Our will. We rejoiced this morning, and I think if we started over here and we went all the way around the building this morning to this great crowd and gave everybody an opportunity to testify and rejoice in what Christ means to them, I think everybody would have something to say. But friend, let's go a little bit further. How dedicated are we? We talk about what Christ did for us, and that's the most important thing. But how dedicated are we that we're willing to give Christ something? I commend everybody here for being in the Lord's house on a Christmas day. What a great way to celebrate the birth of our Savior. But what are you giving Christ when it comes to yourself? Have you given him your heart? Have you given him your will? Have you given him your talent? Have you given him your home? It's sad we live in a day when a lot of parents will try and keep their children from God. Try and keep their children from serving God. Try and keep them close and sometimes out of fear and out of the unknown. Friend, the greatest thing you and I can do is to be people of dedication where we give ourselves to Him. There's a lot of people today, quite frankly, we talk about the Savior and there's nothing, that's a great conversation. That's the greatest thing one can talk about. Let's take that a little bit further and let's talk about our dedication to the Savior. How dedicated are we to Christ? How dedicated are we? Are we willing to go and get in his presence? And when we're in his presence, well, I, I, I try and place myself many times in the stories of Scripture, and I wonder what it was like for these wise men to walk into that, walk into that building, and there is the Christ child. I wonder the feeling I wonder the awe to know it's just a baby. I guarantee you they knew they were in the presence of God. And friend, when you're in the presence of God, you know it, you feel it. It makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. It makes you feel uh, different when you're in his presence. They were willing to go to be in his presence. And then when they were in his presence, they humbled themselves. We as God's people, we need a revival of humility, don't we? To humble ourselves in his presence, to be 
a person be men, as they were men of dedication, bearing gifts, those gifts tell them, tells us that they were all in. It was not just a, let me put it this way in, in, in terminology that many of you will understand. It wasn't just a hashtag on their social media profile. Christ follower. There was gifts. There was entering into his presence. There was a bowing of the knee. There was a worshiping of him. It wasn't just buying a t-shirt for them. It was a, it was a dedication of a life that we're going to sacrifice. We're all in. We're making it known that we are worshiping the Son of God. This is the Messiah. He is the one who has been sent. They were men of dedication. Then I find fourthly and finally, they were men of discernment. Notice verse number 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. These wise men showed they were men of discernment, first of all, because they discerned who Christ was. They followed the star. While following that star, I'm sure there were a lot of distractions along the way. They're people of discernment. Then Herod finds them, tracks them down, brings them into his presence, says, go and find the Christ child, and makes them believe that he was going to worship him too. When they found Christ and they had worshipped him and they had given of themselves to him, they were warned of God by a dream, verse 12 tells us, they should not return to Herod. They departed in their own country another way. Friends, we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We celebrate why Christ came. We look for his return again. May we be people of discernment. I hope that when you watch that video presentation, and we had to cut out so many scriptures that were, that were in the that the Bible talks about Christ just to fit it in to, to, to the service today. I hope as you saw when you read and you heard the, the scriptures read about our Savior, we were reminded how much the Bible says about Christ, first of all, how important Christ is as our Savior and beyond. It is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must be people of discernment when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I can recall when I was a child, when, when I fell under conviction of the Spirit of God, and I knew I was a sinner. And I knew because of my sins there was punishment. And that eternal punishment was that horrible place called hell. I knew that, that Jesus died on the cross. As, as much as my, 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 child, my childish mind could understand, I knew that Jesus was the Son of God. I knew He was born of a virgin. I knew He came to pay my sin debt. And He died on the cross to pay for my sins. And three days later, he rose again. Boy, I felt the conviction of the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God helped me discern. I said, Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to God. He's the only way to forgiveness. He's the only way to have this burden off of me. And I gave my heart to Christ. I said yes to Christ. There was discernment in that. Now, the devil is good. Our enemy is good at throwing a lot of distractions in the way and getting us to see a lot of things, but it's the Spirit of God that will discern for us who Christ is. These, they were, they were, they were they had discernment to realize the birth of Jesus was fulfilled prophecy. They had discernment to accept 
that this was the Christ. Then we see they had discernment to ignore man and listen to God's instructions. You know what's true about man? There's a lot of things true, but this is true. Man has a lot of opinions. And if you want to get a lot of bad theology, just check out Facebook every once in a while. You want to get bad theology? Listen to man. Usually it's right after the words, well, this is what I think. Friend, it does not matter what I think. It does not matter what you think. It only matters what God thinks and what God has said. And you and I must have discernment to discern between what God has said and what man says. This morning you may be here and you may have never got your salvation settled. Man will tell you that you're good enough to get to heaven. But there's a spirit of God that will put you under conviction. This book will remind all of us, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It is through Christ. Friend, this morning, if you're saved, if you're a child of God, well, may these wise men speak to us today on this Christmas day for us to say, I'm going to make a decision that I am going to worship him. I am going to follow him. I am going to humble myself and enter into his presence. There's a lot of times we as Christians, we don't like to enter into his presence because we know that it puts us under conviction. We know it reminds us of who we are. Whenever we think of the Son of God and whenever we talk about the Son of God, whenever we read of the Son of God, it reminds us of our lowly state that we must have a Savior. I hope today that we will discern and we will decide to follow him. This world today will tell you that some things don't matter anymore. I mean, after all, it's 2022, almost 2023. Look at what's going on in our nation. Some of these things don't matter anymore. No, it does matter. We need to discern through the Spirit of God. Hopefully, we will use our tool of discernment. Say, Pastor, what is the tool of discernment that we have? It's the Bible. Well, I read this on the internet. What does the Bible say? Well, this Christmas song, what does the Bible say? Well, Grandma, no disrespect to Grandma, but the Bible's right. It's what does the Bible say? You and I can get things stuck in our head that we pick up through, through the world, we pick up through the world's wisdom, the world's philosophy. May you and I discern what is important. Parents, it's the most important thing you did today was bring your children to church. I love Christmas traditions. I'm not one of these that, 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 that you know, just to hide being cheap who says I don't believe in Christmas. I love Christmas traditions. I love family traditions. I think they're important. If you have children still in the house, establish some traditions. Establish bringing the pastor a pie every Christmas. Establish uh, bringing... It's important for you to have decisions... You to have um, uh, traditions. Have those traditions. But always make sure your children know and understand that God comes first. It's all about him. 
It's about serving him. If you bring your children, you put them in a situation for them to trust Christ, for them to hear the word of God, and them to know that, that Jesus truly is the reason for the season, that's the greatest gift that you can give them. As, as I'm done with the message this morning, and we'll go into the invitation in just a moment, let me also mention, if you came here today with a loved one, you know the greatest gift that you can give them was not what may have been under the tree this morning, not a gift that may be given later this afternoon. The greatest gift that we can give our loved ones is the fact that they know that they have a dad who's born again. They have a mom who's a child of God. The greatest thing you can give mom and dad is for them to know that well, if that child knows for sure they're on their way to heaven, the greatest gift you can give your siblings, the greatest gift you can give the people around you today is for them to know that if something happened to you, they would see you again in eternity. How tragic. How tragic would it be for us to read the true Christmas story, to think about everything that we've already heard in song and in scripture this morning, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ, to look at the wise men and their dedication to going and worshiping the Son of God. And for us to leave on a Christmas Sunday, and for somebody to leave here without knowing Christ personally as their Savior. Friend, this morning, do you know for certain Jesus is your Savior? We know He was born of a virgin. We know why He came, but have you personally accepted Christ as your Savior. Christian, today, if you can think back in your life and think of the time when you put your faith and trust in Christ, may these wise men preach a sermon to us today. May we make that mental checklist at the conclusion of this service. Have I made the decision to worship Him, to serve Him? If I haven't, I need to make that decision today. I can't think of a greater day than Christmas Sunday for you to decide to serve God. Boy, if I've decided that, I'm going to have to be determined. I'm going to have to be determined because it's not always going to be easy. The journey from point A to point B can be very hard. We can be discouraged. I have to be determined. If you sometimes say, well, Pastor, I didn't want to just drag my, drag yourself. Be determined. You're going to have to be dedicated. Dedicated to give yourself to Him. It's not a wasted gift when you give yourself to Christ. It's the greatest thing you can give. Boy, have to have some discernment. There'll be things that will distract us from that which is truly important. Let's bow our heads this morning just